Welcome to All Places Together, a place where stories are shared. Stories about life before us, stories about what happens between us, and stories that have yet to bloom. Here we believe that our stories are connected to one another and rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. Here is a story for you, a story called Exile in Plain Sight. The place, lunchtime at a middle school in Erie. The year, 2001. The situation, eighth grade Colleen, me, was back to school on Monday. I had missed a few days of school the week before for a student council conference. Yeah, I was a student council kid (laughs) through and through. I'd gone through the lunch line and bought my lunch, and I'm sure that no matter what it was, I stopped by the condiment table to get some ranch. And as I turned toward the table and started to approach the place I usually had lunch at, I noticed that my normal seat was taken. I had been sitting with friends from my elementary school. They had branched out and made some friends from other elementary schools that fed into our middle school. I had made some new friends too, but I still always ate with my friends from elementary school. But that day, everything changed. There wasn't room for me. At the table. Now, I don't remember exactly what happened next. My mom might be able to fill in some of those gaps from what I told her when I came home from school that day. But what I do know is that my stomach dropped. I panicked. I didn't know what to do and I didn't know where to go. I do know how the story ended though. One of these newer friends that I had gotten closer with saw my panic and invited me to sit with her and her friends. I knew all the girls' names and had some budding friendships with some of them. I was so relieved that there was room for me at their table. And in time, I learned and experienced that there was also room for me in their hearts, too. These girls became my closest friends throughout the rest of middle school and high school, too. We went to dances together, stayed up late watching movies at sleepovers, and did our best to support one another through the chaos of adolescence. Time and space has drifted into many of these relationships for me, but I know that we will snort with laughter as we retell stories when we are able to have cheap drinks and make Stromboli together again. I can say without a shadow of a doubt that these women helped to form who I am today, and for that, I am so grateful. This cafeteria incident happened more than 20 years ago, but I will tell you what, I still have a visceral reaction in my body when I remember it. I imagine that most of us have a cafeteria story or two that we could share. 
Some of y'all's stories would be more perilous and more heart-rending than mine. But to some extent, most middle school cafeteria stories could make our stomachs turn and not just at the memories of the food. One way of thinking about this experience of both being seen and not seen is exile in plain sight. You're right there, but you're also not there either. There are biblical stories about this exile in plain sight experience. Stories of people who are overlooked, ignored, or cast out for any number of reasons. There was a woman at a well once who was in exile in plain sight. This is her story from John chapter 4, verses 5 to 30. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us the well and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman said to him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. 
The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, what do you want or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back into the city. She said to the people, Come, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? This woman was at the place where many women went every day to get water for their households. Yet she was cut off from the other women likely because of her multiple husbands. Everyone in town probably knew her stories, and we see that Jesus knows them too. But Jesus did not shame her or cast her away or judge her. Jesus loves her, accepts her, and offers her the water of life. This conversation changes the rest of her life. She goes directly back into the city and tells everyone what has happened. This story shows us that there are many ways one might be in exile in plain sight. It's not just the cafeteria. It could be that you're at an event in a large room. People can see you, but they don't see you. No one welcomes you into conversation or makes room for you at their table. You're at a gathering with family, and they talk against legislation that protects your civil rights or your right to health care or your access to voting. They don't bother to ask you about your experience or how it would affect you, even though they are your, quote, loved ones. You're at a meeting for work, and coworkers are talking about people like you as if You aren't in the room. My example being, I just don't know if women pastors can do that as well as male pastors can. Or you've walked into a new church and nobody talks to you. They look you over from head to toe and decide for whatever reason they don't think you belong there, that you're not worth welcoming. Wrong clothes, wrong skin color, wrong tattoo, too rowdy of kids following behind. It's possible to be in exile in plain sight nearly anywhere with almost anyone around, even our closest friends or romantic partners. Something may be going on in your mind, heart, or spirit that separates you from them. They don't realize this shift, so they don't ask. Or maybe they do realize it, but you still can't bring the words out of your body to tell them. Thankfully, what our biblical story from today shows us is that Jesus finds us in these exile places. Whether we are in plain sight or hidden away, Jesus knows our stories and loves us and accepts us no matter what our past has been. And this love changes us. This love brings us into holy community 
with those who have also been brought out of exile. This love changes our perspective. This love can take our lives in a whole new direction. Now, we might not be ready to go and tell the whole town like the woman from our story. Doing this may not actually be physically safe or an emotionally wise choice. But we may be able to tell our very close friend or dog or a stranger on the internet that Jesus' love is with us. This love helps us to see others when they are in exile in plain sight too. While we will always have blind spots and won't be the perfect welcomer or love giver like Jesus, we can make an impact on those around us. We can say to others, you are not alone. I see you. I hear you. I love you. And God loves you too. Let me be a voice that says this to you today. You are not alone. Now I can't literally see you and I can't literally hear you. Yet I know that you are an incredible human being. You are worthy of love and respect. You matter. And God loves you so very much, just as you are. So I wonder about your stories. Where were you in exile in plain sight? Did anyone finally see you there? Where have you seen others in exile in plain sight? How were you able to engage them? How can all places together welcome, welcome in those who have been in exile in plain sight? A prayer for school cafeterias. God of living water, you know all the stories of all the outcasts. Whether we are alone at a well in the middle of the day, alone in the cafeteria, or anywhere in between, you are with us. You see us, you know us, and love us just as we are. Grant acceptance and comfort to all those who eat in school cafeterias or who enter into places that feel just the same. Help us to always make room at the table as you have all of the room for each of us. Amen.
Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories today, we hope you heard God too. We invite you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to follow us on social media at All Places Together so you can join the story. You can share your stories and prayers on our Instagram and Facebook. Or you can email us at allplacestogether at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-P-L-A-C-E-S-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R at gmail.com. To continue to see All Places Together grow, you can give through our website, allplacestogether.org. There are more directions on how to do that in the show notes. We want to say thank you to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and people like you who have made contributions. At the same time, we know that it can be hard to give financially. We celebrate every single like, all of the reviews, the way that you post or share comments and engage with us on our digital platforms. Thank you for sharing your stories and for being there with us online. Maybe consider sharing all places together with a friend who you think would be impacted by this message. So until next time, remember that God is with you wherever, whoever, and however you are.